Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Michelle Leonard, Baylor soccer coach, joining us as we speak. Michelle, it's fun to see you the other night. And, uh, boy, to, to hang out uh, when you got the team going and everything, that means a lot. It was just fun to get to see you again. And welcome back to the show. Thanks, Matt. It's great to see you as well and catch up a little bit. Yeah, now we're going to miss you at Meet the Bears. Uh, I understand you're leaving uh, some posters, some tickets behind. You all have got something to do. you got to go play the Texas A&M Aggies, and uh, that's going to be – that game's been moved back to eight. Uh, Michelle, I-, I think all games should be moved back to eight right now until further notice, right, until about I, maybe a weather breaks. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's been really, really hot. So I don't think you're going to get any complaints from, from us or any of the players. But that is a big game for us. We're really excited. Uh, we're expecting a sold-out crowd at A&M. It's their fish camp weekend as well as a local soccer tournament there in College Station. So we're expecting four to 5,000 people at that game. So as many wow. people as can show up in a green shirt as possible will be great for us. Sounds like kind of a fun measuring stick type game. You know, the A&M program, I've kind of followed it the, the best I can. Where, where, where is that program right now, and do you think it, it'll be a, give you a nice read? Boy, y'all almost took down Nebraska, uh, lose that one 2-1. You beat Oregon. I love that goal against Nebraska. I was just watching it a second ago. I mean, that, the delivery, that was beautiful. And then the follow there. Um, and that that was a neat moment because when that goal occurred, it just seemed like y'all's attitude was like, okay, we're immediately back in this thing. What did you um, what did you learn about your team in these uh, first couple of games? Yeah, well, we're really really happy with where the team the team is right now. I mean, the trip out to the uh, east, uh, sorry, the west coast, uh, I'd say was overall successful. A great result at Oregon. We played really really well. Completely dominated the game. Scored some nice goals. Really probably should have scored a couple of other goals. Had a couple of new players get on the score sheet for us and just an overall dominant performance. And then we went on the road to Nebraska. And the reality is we were a little fatigued after that. That's a big trip, fly to Oregon, fly to Nebraska. We were dealing with some air quality issues out in Oregon. There were some fires. And I think by the time the travel and the air quality and the heat in Nebraska, we were probably not 100% at that point. But we competed well. Um, We had our opportunities in that game. Another new player, a freshman, Callie, that, you're right, that was a pretty spectacular goal. Uh, H- Hannah, or I'm sorry, I think it, one of our twins, I think it was Hannah. Huh. Hannah uh, got her head to the first service off the crossbar, and Callie picked up the second ball, and it was a great goal and a great response from us right before halftime to keep our team in that game. And in the end, I just don't think we were quite ready for two games on the road over the course of a week, but I think we learned a lot. Uh, next time, if we were to play them again, I'd feel really confident that we could come away with a win. and. Going into A&M, yeah, it's going to be a big test. I mean, they're a strong opponent. They always are. They're going to have a great home crowd. Uh, they play a, a great brand of soccer that's tough to play against. They have some tremendous athletes. Um, it's going to be a great test, but we are very excited. The environment's going to be really fun, a great experience for our program, and we know that we have an opportunity to go in and um, give ourselves a chance to win this game. And so that's how we're going to play. That's going to be our mentality. And either way, we're going to walk away with a great experience and, and getting ready for conference. Coach, your goalie and McKenzie Short, obviously at that position, you you automatically take on a leadership role coming out of the transfer portal into Baylor and now being thrust into such a big position. She's delivered. That's been the most impressive thing that maybe I've seen from your team through the first couple of matches. What have you seen 
your starting goalie. Yeah, McKenzie's been a great addition to the team. Um, she brings maturity and experience and also great size. Um, she has a really strong presence on the field. And going into Oregon, we really wanted someone who was good with crosses and aerial challenges because we knew both of those opponents were going to be relying heavily on balls from wide spaces and up high. Um, and she did very well overall. We also have another goalkeeper, Ashley Zirkel, who had a great spring for us who may get the start against A&M, both of them, I feel very confident yeah. um, in putting in the game. And we need to be in a position where we've got two that can uh, go in and play for us at any moment. Ashley is very athletic, great speed, um, can help us deal with balls in behind the back line the way that A&M likes to try to play. And so we'll see over the next 24 hours which one we decide to start the game with. Uh, but I feel really good about both of them, and they both had really good moments already this early in the season. How different does it feel this year as opposed to just kind of getting started last year? You started to kind of get your recruits into campus. You've got some young players who are going to take on in uh, pretty large roles. How how different does this feel? Is it just a lot more comfortable um, at this point uh, as opposed to where you were last season when you were you know trying to kind of see wherever, where you were and everything? Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that it feels about 180 degrees different than it did this time last year. I mean, we just <laughs> had so much we were trying to get done in a fairly short amount of time, um, and we completely altered the, the style of play, and, and that's not something that can be done really fast. And so um, while that was really challenging, I think we took the correct path and we committed to that, and we spent all fall and all spring really working to develop the new style of play, adding some players where we needed some players and developing the players that we had. Um, and teaching them the game model. And so now the team is just a lot more confident, and we've got more depth in some key positions. The chemistry is really good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this time last year we were certainly doing the best we could with what we had, but there was still so much for us to learn as a group, as a new team. Um, and now we don't feel quite as uh, new, um, and all these concepts are not as new to us either. So, yeah, I think comfort is a great way to describe it. We're much more comfortable with each other. Um, and that raises our confidence as a group. Baylor soccer coach Michelle Leonard here on the Mosley Show. Coach, talking expansion and where this conference is going moving forward, before we get into these new teams that have, that are being added next year, I want to talk BYU. What a force to come into the Big 12. What are your thoughts on having the Cougars here, a team that has such a historic prowess? Yeah, I mean, BYU is a great program. They obviously have great history. They were in a national championship final just a few years ago um, and continue every year to produce high-quality team. Uh, I think it's great for the conference. I think our conference in general needs to be more competitive with the other Power Five conferences, or I guess you could say Power Four now. Uh, but BYU, UCF, both of those teams come in and help raise the level of the conference, make us more competitive in our outside-of-conference games, I think they add value to the style within the conference. These are teams that really try to pr play, really try to keep the ball, um, you know, have players that are going on to play professionally after college, maybe play at the national team level. That's good for all of us, you know. So um, we're happy to have them. It's a great challenge for us. Um, and we have BYU at home this year. We feel really good about that. Um, not having to go out to Utah in their first year in the conference is helpful for us as we adjust. But um, – you know, while they are a very strong opponent, I'm really happy that they're in the conference and think it's going to benefit everybody. All right, your young players, uh, Skylar Zinnaker, you mentioned uh, Callie, uh, Conrad, uh, Adriana, Miriam. I mean, it just seems like they're already 
making large impacts. Um, are they almost ahead of schedule? Are they about where you thought they would be? What are you kind of seeing from your uh, young players? Well, we, you know, out over the weekend, we played a roster or starting lineup that was mostly freshmen and sophomores. We had a few upperclassmen out there. Um, obviously, our goalkeeper was one of them. And then um, Blythe and Ashley and Jenna all have three or four years of experience under their belt. But other than that, we had a lot of young players on the field. And so um, they've, they've all stepped up and been ready right away. These kids came in fit. They came in mentally prepared. They studied the materials that we sent to them over the summer. Skylar came here early in the spring, so she was at an advantage to understanding the game model, the physicality of this level. That kid is fit and runs and grinds harder than anybody I've ever seen. She just works constantly. Callie Conrad looks like she's 22 years old already at 18. She's strong as can be, um, plays with confidence and a presence on the field that's not typical of an 18-year-old. And so we have several other. Adriana Merriam hasn't played a lot yet, but it's going to be really special. Um, is adjusting to learning some of the game model. And I, she's been picking it up really well the last couple of weeks of training, and I think we'll play some this weekend against A&M. Uh, Teresa McCullough is another really fun freshman to keep an eye on. Uh, played some outside back against Oregon and winger and could play either position. Um, was like the 5A MVP last year in, in her high school um, state championship. They won the state championship at Grapevine, and she was MVP. So she's a really good addition. I think kind of flew under the radar in the recruiting process, and we're lucky to have her. So uh, those kids, along with several of our young transfers, have all been really impactful already. Coach, talking, you know, mentioned BYU and what they bring to the conference. As for your team, when it comes to preseason rankings, I know that you feel underrated. Do you, as a Baylor grad myself, I get it. You know, Baylor seems like they're always there as the underdog. Have you embraced that in the light? Is that is that just locker room material? How do you take a lack of hype from a national standpoint going into this season, into year two, to try to surprise a lot of people? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like regardless of where we are in those preseason rankings, it doesn't really matter to us one way or the other. I mean, I've been on the other side of that where your team is picked first, and that's just as dangerous, you know, to let that get in your head too much. And so we don't talk about it a lot. Everybody mm -hmm. here knows that we believe that that's inaccurate. Uh, but we got to prove it, and that's our mentality every single day. And so it's not something we spend time talking about. We're preparing for games. Uh, we're getting ready. Uh, we believe that time will show the truth and that we're uh, a little bit better than what those rankings reveal. But at the, at the end of the season, we'll see. And uh, in the meantime, we're not going to pay too much attention to that. How much do you like the World Cup? Do you stop down and, and watch a lot of it? You obviously have a lot going on, but you're in, even your team – do y'all ever, would you ever get together or some of your players uh, get together and have a little watch party? How much do y'all pay attention to it? Yeah, I mean, we watch it pretty closely. I think this World Cup was tough because so many of the games were in the middle of the night. And so um, we were watching it whenever we could, um, getting up when we could, and watching it back afterwards. I know our team during the summer got together on a number of occasions on their own to watch some of the U.S. games. And um, it was a great World Cup. It was great for women's soccer, you know, internationally. The level of play has, has grown across the world. Um, even though it wasn't the best World Cup for the United States, just the overall level in the women's game has drastically improved in the past five to ten years, and it's really fun to watch that. And I love seeing Spain win it. I mean, Spain has a style of play that is very similar to what we're trying to do. And so to see a team like that come in and, and not just win it, but really dominate 
um, and, and be really committed to their style of play was really encouraging for us because there's so much similarities between the way that we play and the way that they played the game. So, yeah, we watched quite a bit of it, and it was a lot of fun. I just wish it hadn't been in the middle of the night. Coach, the, the hashtag, depth before height, that your team has used this season, what does that mean inside the program, and how does it translate to the public as well? Because I find that so interesting. Yeah, well, for us, um, when we first got here last year, we used an analogy a lot about, like, building, you know, wanting to build and, and build something really tall, really high, really big and impressive. And we constantly use the uh, Welcome Center here on the Baylor campus that they were building at the time that's now open as an example, right? Like, every day you see it being built, and when they first start um, – you know, it's not pretty, it's all groundwork and, and you've got to lay the foundation so that you can build this beautiful building on it. And so for us, um, in order to build a sustainable, a successful program that can go far and then can continue to stay at that level every year, we've got to dig deep enough on the front end. So for us, that's what Debt Before Hype is about. It's about building a solid foundation, um, putting the right principles in place early uh, things that weren't just going to help us to win now, but help us to win consistently over the next decade. And so our players know what that means, and they understand that. It just means doing things right on the front end so that we can go high on the back end. And I think we've done that. I think the past year and a half has been really challenging, but we were committed to that. We feel really good about it now. And anybody that watched our game against Oregon could see that like the work we've put in over the past year and a half has already paid huge dividends, and, and now it's just time for us to go up. All right, have you toured the Welcome Center since you were using this as an analogy and watching it go up? I mean, have y'all taken a peek inside yet? Yeah, I've been in it. I've actually just went over there this afternoon to grab a cup of coffee. It's a beautiful building, a great place for our uh, recruits to come when they first get on campus and first visit Baylor. Um, and, and good coffee also, by the way. What kind of are we, we're talking like Starbucks or do they, is it, they have their own little independent type thing going? I think they're serving Pete's coffee in there, and they have a little independent oh. coffee shop. I think it's Pete's. All right, it yeah, is Pete. Pete's, Matt, and it's really good. And they use Bear Bucks. I have learned this is a huge Baylor development that we haven't talked about yet, Coach. You just broke that on the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, well, it's a beautiful building. It's for sure really nice addition to the campus. Well, Coach, I uh, I, I had an opportunity too, to walk in last week and just stunning what they did with it. Uh, but I, I speaking of stunning, uh, segue. Unbelievable. This whole expansion stuff, unbelievable. Transfer portal, NIL, right? This is not mm-hmm. the, the college athletics it was five years ago. Everybody's talking football, but it affects you just the same as it does anybody else in sports. Where I, I want to go transfer portal, though, because I've heard from so many coaches, they almost feel the pressure of recruiting their own team to stay around, and then they try to try to utilize the, the transfer portal in the offseason. How have you balanced this day and age of, of players coming, almost a, a free agency across all sports? Yeah, I mean, it's got its challenges for sure. Um, ultimately, we all benefit from it at times, and we all suffer from it at times. And so I don't know how you really pick a side when it comes to the transfer portal. I think some kids need the ability to leave. It wasn't the right decision or the right fit, and they need to find a better fit. Other times, kids use it as a crutch and an easy way out instead of staying and trying to make something work. And so while I don't love that negative aspect of it, um, you know, our goal – always is to get get kids as freshmen and develop them and keep them for four years and have them graduate from Baylor. And that's what we're going to continue to try to do. But obviously there's going to be opportunities for us to bring in players who didn't have a great first year or, or experience at their first institution and um, can really come in and add value to us right away and have learned maybe what matters most to them after having that first experience somewhere else. And 
you know, we had three transfers come in the spring, and then we had another one join us this fall, and all four of them have made significant contributions, not just on the soccer field, but in terms of us building the style of play and building the culture that we want to have within our team. So it is kind of just the way it is now, and I think accepting that is important because we can all wish we could go back in time and have it be the way it used to be, but it's just not going to happen. And so we're looking to, like you said, find that balance between we want our players to stay and we're going to do the best we can to make that happen. Uh, but if it doesn't, or if we have an opportunity to bring someone in who's a good fit for our program from the portal, we're certainly going to take advantage of that opportunity as well. Coach Drake is still using Bear Bucks despite already graduating, so let's keep an eye on that. Hey, they have the yet students... to deactivate my student ID, Matt, and I'm going to keep on using it. <laughs> let's, uh, we'll keep an eye on that situation. But, uh, Michelle, that was fun. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, we're going to be coming out there. Some of us might let it cool down just a little bit, although if I, I maybe there's some I'm trying to think of the uh, press box situation there, but uh, it'll it'll oh, it'll cool AC. off. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be. Well, I'll, I don't mind standing. Whatever I need to do uh, to get some AC. But uh, this is going to be a fun season, and it's fun even just watching those highlights. Um, has been a lot of fun, and I, I see what you're saying. Even though I don't know soccer uh, as well as some. Like just the passing, some of the power. I mean, it just it looks it really looks good, and it's going. You're getting to play the way you've played in the past and want to play, and I know that's exciting. Michelle, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. You bet. There she goes, uh, Michelle Leonard, Baylor Soccer.